And then in that honesty, uh, there's a chance for life to show us something. It's like when something is agitating, I can say, okay. How much better it is than it was. It's not even progress. It's actually just less inundation. <laughs> So, Mandy, thank you so much for joining me. I'd like to start by asking you about relaxation. I heard you speak about what happens often to us when we, you know, walk into a yoga studio or begin our practice that, that automatically, you know, the body, you know, relaxes and, and you're asking the question, you know, what more would we want? <laughs> uh, and relaxed is, is a concept, a word that I, think about uh, often, you know, someone, someone asked me uh, if you can go back to your younger self and share with your younger self, you know, one message, what would it be? And I realized that it would be to just, just to relax and to trust, you know? Uh, so I wanted to ask you about, you know, relaxation and how that word feels to you and how important it is to remember to relax. It's funny because like one of the things that I've learned over the years is the sometimes the simplest things are the deepest things. And we can we all we all know what it's like to relax, but the 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 value of it and and really even what it is in a sense that what it has come to me is how natural it is to to be relaxed. It may not be normal but it's natural in an uncontrived moment, in a worry-free moment. And so in a sense, that's what we want. We, we want worry-free moments. So relaxation is a, a profound experience, but it's so simple as well. I mean, after you know, teaching and, and people coming to the classes, it was, it's always such a pleasure to just watch people walk in and just as they come through the door, you just see, the shoulders go down. It's sort of like the, the space is a bit symbolic of, of where they want to be. And so when they walk into the space, it's a reminder of coming home, being here. It's so natural, you know, it's not something even that we have to learn. But it is something that, uh, that um, there are ways to to help each other with that. Right. That's what I'm thinking about too. You know, I think you, you said, you know, it's natural, but not necessarily normal. Yeah. Right? Not. So what's the, what's the role in community to help us uh, progress, you know, on the path and how, how important is it to surround yourself with a, a community that you feel is healthy. Yeah, again, like this is, it's so um, easy for us to see, like in our own experience, anyone, whether they're, whether they've ever stepped on a yoga mat or not, that when we're in community with um, people who are high strung, or um, if it's a tense environment, we become tense. And so, 
you can see how the community yeah. will, it, it lends itself in a way, just being in the, you know, amongst others who are tense, it, it shares itself. So if you're in community of those who are interested in relaxation, it shares itself, you know, just that relaxation, even just being with a friend, if you had like a, a difficult day and your friend was just listening from in a relaxed way, you start to relax. So if you're, if you're talking about community to, it's uh, it's so sweet to surround yourself with in a community of that's interested in relaxation because mm -hmm. we share so much. You can, you can tell someone to relax, but if you're not relaxed, it doesn't share itself in the same way. But if you're relaxed, it shares itself. And so I'd say that's what I say about community. <laughs> like it, it matters. <laughs> right. Yeah. It makes me think, is everything contagious? <laughs> you know? Well, we it's share that, so much, it, yeah. you know? We yeah. share so much. And in fact, even the teachings, you know, we think that the the teachings that we hear are shared through words, but really so much shares itself in community in being, you know, with, you know, our teacher. It's not necessarily even just the word, something is sharing itself. So it's true. Like if, it, you know, if everything is contagious, it's, it's important in terms of like who you want to, um, what do you want to catch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to ask you about words actually. And, uh, how you maybe personally uh, develop a relationship with words, what that re right relationship is, right? Because words can be so beautiful reading a spiritual text or, you know, listening to, to a speaker. Uh, but all of that in a way is up in the mind, right? And, and a word is just a construction. Uh, a human being decided to construct this word to label, you know, a feeling and an emotion. And so, um, do you practice, you know, kind of dropping down into the feelings of, of the word and, and moving beyond them even in a way? Is that an important practice for you? Well, I wouldn't call it a practice, but I find, I find that question interesting, you know, because the, the power of the word is, is, is where it's coming from. So it's a nice tool that we have when it's coming from understanding. So like in the, there's an example where Shunryu Suzuki, the Zen master, overheard one of his students saying something and he said, that's not true. And the, and the student said, well, you said that yesterday. And he says, when I said it was true. <laughs> <laughs> so really words are, are really um, wonderful tools that we have to communicate and share something. But what's most important is for us to be honest and and to, to, to share from our experience, from our understanding. If we're sharing just from something that we've, we've kind of intellectually understood, it might, might be a nice conversation, but really when we're sharing from our experience, those words gain power. You know, so the words are wonderful. And, uh, and some words are incredibly wonderful when they're um, words that point to, uh, to really deep things because they can, they can take you there. Sometimes a word will shine in a way and, and take you somewhere. So it's, it's fascinating. And then, and then that word can just go and a new word can be what, 
transports you to um, understanding. So I love words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've, you've taken me to the place where, yeah, I'm, I'm reading something. And, and like you said, just it transports you uh, to another place. And, and it's really wonderful. It makes me think about right relationship, you know, and, and just balance and how much time with each thing, you know, as opposed to putting something in a category of like right and wrong. Instead, I've become a lot more interested in, in the question, how much, right? Like how much time with words, how much time with, with silence, right? Because the sweetness for me is, is in the balance of that. Yeah. Well, how would we know how much time unless we're just following our heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we impose time, it's a, it's a different topic. Right. So is it as simple as that? Just feeling into the heart every moment and allowing the heart to, to guide us uh, in the direction that feels right. So that, is that as simple as it gets? <laughs> we could say so. A lot of poets have written about that. But it, it's a question of what we're calling our heart, you know? Mm-hmm. But what we would know. you call the heart? Like a deep openness, deep knowing it's yeah we know somehow we know it's not really in time how about a trust in my natural self Mm, i love that how do we know what that is the natural self yeah, well, what are we referring to? Yeah. I think of it as, as maybe like a, f- a foundation of acceptance. You know, and what's helpful for me is to, to remember that I'm a part of nature. Mm. And everything that's a part of nature is acceptable. It just is. Mm. Um, so therefore, I can, I can trust. I don't need to try to be something that I'm not. Mm. It's beautiful. You can feel the tension in trying to be something. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel that you're leaving in a way. So much tension in it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think often about how that even begins within a human to try to, to be something because... I don't think it's natural, you know, it's watching, watching children, you know, they're, that concept is totally foreign to them to try to be something. What are you talking about? I just, I am. (laughs) Yeah. Until, until the the parents say, what are you going to be when you grow up? (laughs) Right. It was Robert Adams who said that his parents asked him that and, and they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he goes, what kind of a question is that? He, he actually said that back to his parents and he's like, nothing. Mm. <laughs> and they sent him to the psychiatrist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Is that even like the notion of, uh, the notion of predicting 
the future or planning, not planning necessarily, but maybe expecting something to happen in the future. Maybe I don't have the exact right words for this, but in, in a way I feel that it's insulting to life, to nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an arrogance to the mind. Right. Yeah. It's also so innocent of parents to to want the best for their children. And when you say that we need to trust our natural self, like how many parents are in that state of trust where they can actually create a space for a child to bloom, you know, and, and to let all of their creativity and and joy find its way and, and let it not be about what they're doing, but about the joy itself, about the enthusiasm itself, you know, which can actually change from thing to thing. You know, when you set your goal on one thing, it doesn't allow for life to fluctuate. And as as our interests do, you know, even with kids, they play with a certain toys and then they they drop them and they go on to the next thing. But the adult says, like, how rude to just drop the toy. You know? But it's so natural to let your enthusiasm flow in that state of trust, you know. I wonder if it's even possible for an adult to create that kind of environment if uh, they're not living it themselves. Right? I think about that a lot with, with, with my daughter. It's like, there's no, there's no shortcut. You know, I, I need to be the example. Like that's, that, that's my goal. Like I, I believe that so, so fully uh, that that's the most, that's the most powerful thing is for me to, to live it and continue to work on myself and, and just trusting uh, the effect that that will have. Yeah. For her. Yeah. It's a, it's a deeper teaching, you know, as you say, not what we say, not just the words, but we teach from who we are. That's what gets shared ultimately. So it's beautiful that you're bringing that into your family yeah, but it's, obvi- it's, also it's obviously good. possible. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's challenging. I mean, it, it, I think the challenge is to um, change habits, right? The grooves that have uh, become a part of me, in a way, um, to shift those. I mean, this is what the practice of yoga to me is is all about: is creating new grooves, um, hmm. and being, you know, honest with, with myself. I, I want to ask you about this actually is, you know, seeing reality, you know, and the reality within ourselves and how important it is to, to be honest. And if I'm not being honest, you know, can I, can I really grow? Yeah. It seems like the the if the journey is the is to notice all the ways that we we weren't, you know, letting that go and 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 being yeah honest with ourselves. In fact, how else can we be here if we're not more and more honest with where we are? And then in that honesty, uh, there's a chance for life to show us something. But if we're telling ourselves something, it kind of, it's kind of like a, a cloud. 
that keeps us from seeing something, you know? The story it's, cloud. It's honest, honesty and innocence are sort of hand in hand in a way. Mm. And I how do we, how, you know, how do we be honest with ourselves if we're not a little gentle with ourselves too? Right. This is the foundation of acceptance, I think, which mm. allows for gentleness. Like every, everything's okay. You know, all those grooves like are, are totally, totally fine. And if I, when I can accept everything, that's a much easier place to move from. I feel. Yeah. I find that a little tricky too, because, and I agree. I just, I just find it a little tricky because You know, we value acceptance. But whether the mind accepts or not, I can be here. Mm. The mind, mind evaluates and, and it has, it, you know, it formulates and it, and it creates and, uh, and so in terms of acceptance, you know, what are we, what are we speaking about? Because what we are is, is never rejected anything. So it's really a matter of being ourselves, whether the mind is in resistance or whether the mind is the, the deep acceptance is um, not something we do. <laughs> But it is something that we can encourage in terms of just our mental processes. In a way, there are a lot of people on the path that say, you know, oh, everything, all is well. <laughs> and then you can see that it's, it's, um, it's like, oh, well, why did the, you know, why did the bus driver not stop or, you know. <laughs> you know? So we can say that. But moment by moment by moment, you know, it's already a welcome. It is, right? Acceptance is, yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 yeah. It's just ways of looking at it, at looking at it in different ways, like from the perspective of mind or from the perspective of what is already natural. Before my mind would reject something, it's already here. So it's in fact, I don't have to accept. I don't have to make myself accept. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an awareness of the reality. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, you can see that in, in nature, you can see that it's, it's so visible that it's already. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think another aspect of that is, um, you know, the fluctuations and what, what you mentioned, you know, like I could have a moment where I, not only the mind accepts, but, you know, I feel that deep in my heart of just total, peace uh, and acceptance of, of how everything is. And that, that is a genuine experience. Mm. And then maybe a matter of, of hours later, you know, something agitates me. And like you said, you know, the, the bus driver was late or whatnot. 
uh, and that that's gone, right? For me, this has been one of the most important takeaways, I think, from looking at reality. My takeaway is that uh, fluctuation is just, is inevitable. It's just and the way would, of nature. It's the way of life. Yeah. And I would ask what, what is gone? Because hmm. if it's what a feeling gone? of peace, that's in the realm of, the, of, of time. And so the peace is like when something is agitating, I can say, okay, okay to the agitation. There's a peace in that. Okay. And so sometimes we, um, we attribute that peace to uh, a state, but states come and go. But the peace that we seek is always here, no matter what's going on in the body and the mind. But of course, as human beings, we, we, we want a peaceful state and we want to, it's natural. Is that the point that, that you're making, that, that that peaceful state can be more of the time when I, when I feel, when I realize that that's, that it's always there, that maybe it's getting covered up, but it's always there. It's never, it's never gone. Yeah. And I would say it's not even covered in a sense. It's maybe covered from, maybe there's more going on as you say, like it's covering, but the reason we might feel like it's covered up is because we're still attributing peace to a state. Because it's always here, never covered. But in our experience, it can appear covered if, it, if, we're, if, if, if we're, if we think that, 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 that it's covering up some peaceful state. <laughs> It, to us, it appears covered, but how could it be covered? It appears covered because we're, we're, we, it's so, it's, it's such an obstacle on the path to, to want a peaceful state. Mm. If we think that peace is something that's not happening right now, we might have an idea about peace. Like it can be in a total state of contraction peace is here and love as well I would say how could it not in the absence of um, something else you know in, in the absence of a belief In our, you know, and we can see that it's here, but it's more of a, an intuition. 
<laughs> what an experience this is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, playfulness. It's become more and more um, important for me, I would say. Practice mm. of remembering playfulness. Uh, I always it, say, it, if it's yeah. not fun, it's not yoga. <laughs> That's what I always say. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's yeah, what Swami, Swami Satchidananda would say when, you, when, when asked, what's the point of life? He says, to, to have fun, you know? And I love that yeah. so much. Yeah. It's, it's like so natural. Because oh. we want to have fun. But it, sometimes we've been conditioned that life is hard. <laughs> yeah. We should, you know... The other, the other word is appropriate, I think. Fun to me is appropriate to, to, be, to be playful, to not take everything and anything too seriously. Mm. Um, that's a revelation. That, yeah, that's, that's the word for me is appropriate. And gratitude is appropriate. I, just feel, I feel that. You can feel it. Yeah. Mm. It's natural. Like what we're talking about is all natural. And in a way, it's really nice to um, talk about it because it was described by the First Nations community that I used to live near. And they, they, they said that we've left the natural in a way. And so in a sense, the, what we're interested in here is a, is a return to the natural. So. Even in, and it, it, you know, even the scientists are just noticing more and more that, you know, animals are playing and, it, you know, but in the past they would project this industrial view of the universe. But now that they're opening up to seeing like, that it's so natural to see the animals playing and see the birds flying and you can, you can feel that there's a, there's a joy and a freedom to, mm. to that and appropriate how could we know moment to moment just in terms unless we go here right because the mind might say appropriate it's a it's a funny it's a it's a word uh what do you mean by that word appropriate i'm just wondering you ask it you're asking me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do i mean by it uh I, I mean i think like natural would would be the the, the connection um uh, in alignment, yeah, perhaps. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes uh, it's a mental construction. Yeah, no, I... Because how do we know what's appropriate, you know, one second ahead of time? Hmm. Yeah. It, it, you know, the mind, what What do you feel is the, the right relationship with the mind? Because... You know, often I think in maybe in spiritual circles a little bit, the the mind almost gets a bad rap. <laughs> to me, you know, the mind is is a beautiful, uh, beautiful construct. I mean, and is capable of of so much, and we depend on the mind for 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 a lot. Uh, perhaps we depend on it for too much, you know. Uh, 
I definitely think that that's, that's the case, but I also don't want to make the mind the enemy. I want to appreciate the mind and respect the mind also. Yeah. Mm. yeah my teacher, Francis Lucille, he, he, um, he's very clear. He really brought that clarity to that talking about how there are different kinds of thoughts. You know, there are thoughts that take us into confusion and contraction. You could say down, but there are thoughts that are practical, like how to bake a cake. And then there are thoughts that, that lift us up and take us higher in terms of higher reasoning. And so the different qualities of thinking and yeah, and it's a wonderful tool, you know, and in fact, you know, what's wrong with the mind? It's just that our mind is sometimes full of worry and full of anxiety, so. And exhausted. So yeah, but you know, when you mention trust, I think it's because we, we trust it instead of ourselves. I think about it like this sometimes, like the mind needs a job, you know, uh, but what that job is can be almost limitless. So I can give my mind the job of focusing on the body or the heart dropping in. I can give the mind the job of giving itself a rest. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, give ourselves a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there is a part of the yogic path is about giving the, the mind something to do. And ultimately, I think that can address the symptoms of the mind, you know, of uh, not the symptoms of the mind, but the symptoms of going to thought and thought taking us in a certain direction. So we just give our mind another focus. But really understanding, you know, I thought, I thought Nisargadatta, he said it best. He said, a thought arises and I disregard it. <laughs> yeah. So ultimately it's because we're interested. And so I found that, um, when people approach meditation and they're trying to control their mind. And to some extent, you can learn concentration and focus and redirection, and it can have functional value. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't promise any happiness. Right? Mm. And um, so the path of yana yoga is the path of understanding. But when we understand, well, oh, I'm thinking because I'm interested in my thoughts, then we're not fighting with ourselves anymore. We realize that we're, th we're interested. It's like, oh, I shouldn't think, but I'm kind of interested. I shouldn't think, but I'm kind of interested. So then we can question, well, what is my interest, you know? Hmm. Hmm. And why I love that question. Yeah. That question, what is my interest? Hmm. Great question. Yeah, because it can shift the whole thing. The whole mind can, the mind is, 
more flexible than, I mean, we say the mind, we're, we're just using that as a term, but we're talking about our thought process, right? Like thinking. What I've noticed is that it's more fluid than uh, we can imagine because one timeless moment of understanding and the whole thing changes. As soon as we understand something else, like it, it's almost like our, our, our thought process serves our understanding. So if our understanding is in terms of limitation or stress, then our thought process will serve our understanding. Mm-hmm. And so it's, so in a way we don't want to fight with ourselves along the way, even though we do, you know, it seems that way. But if, if it's more like, oh, and, and sometimes let's say there's something on the mind and it's, it's something that's, keeps coming and it's something that happened yesterday or something and it's the neighbor and then we have these instructions from our meditative circles to sort of release or let it go in a way it's it's a type of energy too it's a type of energy so kind of like putting a lid on an energy can almost put some pressure on it so there's there's something to say to also just allowing it to work itself out. Mm. You don't have to get too involved with it. Allowing it to run its course. Sometimes when we get too involved, we're just adding more energy to the situation. So there's, there's something, but I mean, it, it's easy to say, just allow it to run its course. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we can deepen in that um, skillfulness maybe. This makes me think of something I heard you um, speak about, uh, which is, you know, getting over ourselves to find ourselves. Hmm. You know? And this is something that, that interests me a lot, I would say, is, is getting over myself, right? Hmm. Um, it's extremely f- freeing to not take myself seriously. So great. So great. <laughs> and, and, and I think, I, I mean, I realized at a certain point of time, like I was just so tired of judging and analyzing myself. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I could move through my entire life obsessed with myself, mm-hmm. you know? And when I realized that it was like great breath of fresh air. It was like, oh my gosh. I don't need to take myself so seriously. And I love that you use the word realization. Because, you know, we can say that. We can say, oh, don't take it seriously or don't take it personally. But then when we realize it, it's it's, it's a realization. Oh, it's not serious. And, and, and that, you know, if we're not taking ourselves seriously, we're surely not taking anything seriously. And you know, that, you know, that actually challenges the conditioning. It's like, well, you should take this seriously. So we're not, you know, you know, but, but that, I think that would be one of the, 
the biggest um, joys of realization is to realize it's not as serious as we thought. And when you say not taking yourself seriously, I, for me, the realization was not taking myself personally, which I think is the same. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't take myself personally. Yeah. yeah. Which is a funny thing to say. <laughs> it, it, it's so freeing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that's totally, how you, that's it's like how you felt, know. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, there were shackles on me that I didn't realize were there and they mm. were, they were released. And that was the gateway, I think, uh, for more playfulness too. Now I can, now I can just play and relax. Yeah. Yeah. Not so serious. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who, you know, he was, uh, um, interested in yoga and, meditation and and uh he said he, he you know he went through this divorce and and he said it wasn't so serious <laughs> and it was so it was so funny for him to use those two words you know not serious and something that uh, a lot of people may struggle with you know so just that it can go it go deep into our life this lightness I mean, what do we want, really? Do we want to be right? Or do we, you know, do we want, or do we want to be happy? And, you know, not so serious as, oh. Being right is a big thing, right? <laughs> a, a, a part of that game of Mind. personality, you know? Right. I am right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they say in India, this, this finger is a rude finger. Mm. So, <laughs> so they bend it. Yeah. It's the ego, right? I know I'm right. Yeah. We suffer from that. We do. We do. I th and I think that that realization perhaps leads to less words because I don't need to, well, why am I speaking? No, because I re realize it so often, you know, be speaking to be right, wanting uh, to be right. Yeah. I think it's, it's also like when, when I'm speaking with you, I get a sense that it's a, it's a mix too, because there's also a joy to like share. <laughs> but yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, it's like, I, I think about it like art more, <laughs> more than anything. Like life is this. Yeah, it's it's making art. Hmm, that's beautiful. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what is art? You know, it's freedom, beauty. Another thing I wanted to ask you about is healing and awakening. Wake up, healing and awakening. Uh, I wanted to ask you what the relationship is between the two. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. I guess, you know, we would have to be clear on what is awakening, you know, because if it has something to do with healing, then it would suggest that there needs to be a state or a condition of the body for awakening. But there does seem to be a, 
Sometimes on the yogic path, I see that this assumption that we improve in order to awaken. But what I've noticed is that with the realization of these deep understandings, healing happens because we're not involved so much in our misunderstandings that might have created the some of the challenges. It depends on what you mean by healing because some, some things are really just not in our hands in terms of the body. So it depends on what you mean by healing. But, you know, what we are doesn't need to heal. <laughs> mm. Mm. But the body-mind is... It's, you know, it's, it's a matter of respect, you know? It's a matter of respect in the, how we take care of ourselves and how we take care of our homes and how we take care of each other. We can improve our understanding of how to, you know, how to take care of our body and address the needs of our body and, 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 and maybe even our, our thought processes, you know? But sometimes there is this assumption that we have to sort of perfect the body-mind. And, and uh, that can be an obstacle in terms of, you know, perfect the body-mind in terms of, like, achieving something. Perfection as opposed to never-ending growth? Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, like, it's just, it's just maintenance, really, general maintenance. Hmm. You know? I mean, it's always like growing and <laughs> life is always teaching us something. We're always, it's so, it's, that's the joy, as you say, the playfulness is, we're always learning and growing and if, we, you know, if we're awake and alive, it's, uh, you know, there's, then we're, you know, in terms of healing, we might be undoing some of the, some of what has come along with the body and mind. So it might not even be personal, you know, what we're, working through. Hmm. Do you ever reflect back on the past for yourself, maybe in um, how you used to be and where you are now and um, maybe how different it is, like your, your experience of living, how different it is now than the way that it used to be. And, um, you know, and, and I ask because something I've, I've been considering is about, you know, I think often we don't realize how much better it is than it was because the present is uh, very magnetic. The present just calls for us and we just are here now. And I'm wondering if you ever take the time to, to reflect and in a way, even if there's a place to celebrate a little bit the progression that we've made um, and our experience of living now, you know, and maybe how much, if it feels healthier than it used to be. Yeah. I would say that for me, it, not so much except in the one way that it's a way to 
to know that we're heading in the right direction. You know, mm-hmm. that we can go, oh, yeah. But in terms of celebrating, the celebration celebrates itself in our freedom. <laughs> we, don't have to, we don't have to think about it. <laughs> It's, it's, it's the fact that you can say, I love playfulness, is an example of, of, of the celebration without uh, making it more than, like, about progress. In fact, it's, it's not even progress. It's actually just less inundation. Hmm. Because we've always been here. Cleaner, perhaps. I hesitate to use those terms. Mm. It's just because um, even if it, uh, I mean, I'd say that, you know, it's, We just end up being doing what we want when we want in the way that we want more and more in our life. And we just, we are where we need to be, you know, less, less going off road and more in the flow of, and it, and it's and it's not even like these big ideas. It's just whatever's next, you know. It's just whatever, whatever's next. I'm not sure what the question is now. <laughs> it's good. It's just fun to fun to share. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess a little bit of the consideration is the the tendency, perhaps, to have a, a negativity bias. Because there's always more, right? I can always, can always improve. Um, I can always grow. Um, well, the body mind can. Yeah. The body mind. <laughs> the true true self, I think, is your point. Is doesn't need yeah. to grow, or right? Yeah. But but all levels, right? Like, I feel that it's. My life experience is a fluctuation between, between levels, and I would like to have a, uh, a healthy relationship with every single level that there is: the body mind level, the true self level, like whatever the level the level is. Um, I want a healthy relationship with that level. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's you know that sounds also like an. natural but maybe not normal right wanting to be healthy and when you said honesty like it can become healthy instantaneously in Mm. our honesty right that's my point I, Mm. i think a little bit that you know if i'm being if i'm being honest at least for myself you know Mm there's a tendency for the, for the mind say to mm, focus on the negative you know um and as i'm aware of that i don't know if if that's a, a tendency that i want to continue so much because it, it feels endless to me 
I can always find something to hold on to that's, you know, it's worry, it's fear, essentially. There's always something I can be afraid about. So instead to look at that relationship with fear and the root of it. Um, and as, as another way of, of getting free. Yeah. I think this, this is what, you know, what I've noticed and you can let me know what you think is, um, in terms of trust, you brought that word up in the beginning. Like if we're in a moment of, we just use an example of like fear or stress, where do we go for answers? You know, so we, we trust our, our thinking for some reason. We just go to our thinking and um, we think that that's where the answers are. But if you look at the, the thinking, it, it's, it's, it's referring to the past. So it refers to the past. And, um, and so maybe that negativity bias is sort of a, a byproduct of, of like giving the thought process the, the, the power to, to, to have the authority to, um, to be the one to try to improve our situation. Mm. So it's always evaluating. Yes. And so we, you know, to step back from the mind is, is, the, is having openness to, to trusting in life in ourselves and in a way when we do trust in life in ourselves it sort of helps us to disengage from the tendency to go to the mind because like again i i, I could just see so often in yogic circles this fighting with ourselves we're like don't go to the mind you know don't but we're fighting with ourselves because at that moment it might be our best intelligence like well how can i not go to the mind when it you know i need, really need to figure this out <laughs> You know, or because we just haven't really um, taken time to open up to, is there something that we can trust here in ourselves, in life, and in a way that kind of unplugs the energy of, of going to the mind. There might be some still some energy or momentum, as you say, some habitual energy of going to the mind, but... It's, it, we, we will continue to go to the mind if that's where we think all of the answers come from. But then, you know, if you look at the content of thought, as you know, you were saying, not all th thought is wonderful sometimes, you know. There's also this idea of a fresh thought that seems to come out of nowhere. You know, so th there's also this possibility that insight can come to the mind. But it seems to come from somewhere else. It comes from, it's not recurring from memory. It's, uh, it occurs in our availability. And then all of a sudden we say, well, I did that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but anyway, it's, it's just interesting. I like, I, I really appreciate um, seeing this because what a relief, because we don't have to, fight with it we don't have to control it it's just a matter of understanding why we we go there why it's doing that it's innocent it's just a it's just a process you know it's not negative it's just it's a you know it's based on fear you know 
It's based on fear. A lot, you know, without fear, there's thoughts just is almost non-existent. You know, when you're happy. <laughs> I love that. It's really helpful for me to, to reflect on that, that, that in those moments, the tendency is to rely on the mind, to go to, to go to the mind, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. It's usually like we could be struggling with something. We say this about like the, the inventors, you know, they're struggling with a problem, struggling with a problem. And all of a sudden they're exhausted. And in that moment of exhaustion, they, and then they, bing, you know, <laughs> you know. So in a way you can actually give the dog a bone, you know, you can, <laughs> you can exhaust the mind. And then when you're completely relaxed and it, it, then we feel more open to something new. Last thing I wanted to ask you about is, you know, there are so many processes in in yoga and teachers, lineages, um, and I've heard about you. I've heard of you, I've heard you speaking about, you know, check it out for yourself. You know, this relying on on your own, I think, in, intuition and. And that's something that I think can be challenging for people. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I reflect on this a lot and I go back to maybe it's because of, of our, you know, childhoods that we were told like, you need to do this and this and this. And there wasn't a lot of freedom to think for yourself. It was, no, you need to think this way. You need to do that. And, and so we continue to, to rely on that, on that process. And, uh, and then we're following a script, you know, even, I think this is the, the call, the pull to religions. A lot of times it's like, um, it's easier in a way, like you tell me what to do in my life and I'm just going to listen to you and, and follow the path. But what I've reflected on is that like, there's no getting away from deciding yourself. Like, even if I've chosen to follow, you know, a script, a path, I'm still the one that made, made that choice. So what is, is this freedom to, to decide. Um, so I would just love to hear if you have anything to, to kind of share around this topic. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really important point to check it out for ourselves. You know, the, there's no value in an understanding that comes from hearsay. It doesn't, like, w will it produce the fruit in our lives of understanding? And so it's nice to, um, to, I think that's what I love the most about the yogic path, because it was always about finding the truth within yourself never like it it was always about finding the truth within ourselves finding it and finding our own evidence for it and all the teachings helped us to find it for ourselves because that's where the value is there's no value in an understanding that we go oh yeah that's that sounds true <laughs> <laughs> you know, that really sounds true i'm gonna and and we and 
And you can see how that breaks down in, as you say, in some uh, religions when it's a belief, because you can, you know, people say, well, that's not very Christian or, <laughs> you know, you can see that when people are living according to hearsay or concept, it, it, it's missing the, an integration in our, in our own understanding so that we might understand it and know what it, it is to, like, as, as it's been told to us. But then when we turn around and live our lives, how do we take what we've heard and live it if we don't know it? And so the value of, of knowing it for yourself is shown in our life, in our happiness, in our playfulness, in our non-seriousness, is, is, a, is a reflection that we did check it out for ourselves. We can hold hearsay and we can do a pretty good job of holding it up, but it, it'll, it, it doesn't have any real foundation to it in terms of when it matters most. Because really, it's when it's least convenient that these things matter the most. When it's, that's when, that's when your, your deep understanding really can shine is in life and, and how we live our lives. And if we didn't find out for ourselves, then we'll be reaching, it's like, well, what did they say? And then, oh, and then maybe I can use that. But when we know it, we live it. So, and I think that's uh, what I love about, about yoga. And I, I agree that in our conditioning, we've, we've, been, we've been given, we, we've been given mixed messages in a sense, because we're told like, don't look outside, sit up, sit straight, look at your books or, you know, and, but our heart is, is uh, somewhere else. And we're taught to go against what's, and of course, I mean, we need parameters for children. That's what we do. But I mean, ultimately it's more like we go against ourselves. And then at a certain point, we, we even forget that we're doing that. And then we live in a state of conflict and, and, it, and, it, and, and what I see is that, you know, when I, I offer this class in conscious eating and nutrition, and so, and so people will come to the class with all these books and, and paper because they want to write down, like, what's good for you, super nutrition, you know, and, and what's not good for you. And I'm like, you think I'm going to tell you? It's really about asking yourself. You know, of course, we can use knowledge, but, it, you know, is coffee good for you? Is it not good for you? How would you know if you, unless you find out for yourself? And that's, that to me, that's yoga. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, what I sense too is that there's um, there's maybe a fear of the natural self, you know, like in that that come that comes about with children a mm. lot. That to allow children to just just be, mm. we can't do that. Like that's going to be chaotic, you know. And so mm. I see there the the distrust in our humanity of, of what we are, and I wonder in the future. If that will if that will shift and uh, we'll develop this this deeper trust in in our humanity yeah. 
it's it's a wonder you know I, you know life is all full of everything but this deep trust is eternal hmm. so as humanity ebbs and flows the way that our own lives do you know sometimes sometimes I, you know, I don't know about humanity, but it's happening right here. So I would mm. say it's happening. You sense that there's a progression taking place or you're not sure about that? It's hard to say. I mean, I think that that's, that's what we want as, you know, in our minds, you know, we... We want things to progress, but it comes from the idea that something is not progressed and it's progressing. Well, we don't even know. We don't even know. No, we no. Don't. But we can project with our mind what what is ideal or... It, but that in itself is leaving our moment and our honesty, our not knowing. Like, I don't know what's best for humanity. I don't know what's best for the universe. This humility, Hmm. the the humility of the the not knowing. Thank you for presencing me to to that. And, And what I found is that I can be okay with not knowing be more than okay with it yeah and in fact you know life is always surprising us in wonderful ways so that's really kind of sweet in a way because we project these ideals and but life is always sort of surprising us and it doesn't have a sense of um being progress life is just always shining in its own way and yeah but i know as 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 uh, you know on the on the relative level you know there's this we 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 want things to go in a certain way (laughs) yeah i i do i feel though in my heart i'll say you know i um one of the uh, swamis here that lives here said to me one time that that, that truth is like a, a magnetic force. It's like a tractor beam mm. pulling us toward it. And that felt really true in my heart and something that, that feels right. You know, mm. I, I don't know. I don't know, but, but I, but I feel that, that there, there's something to that. And since I've heard that, I've, I've kind of just, just been watching and seeing, mm. is, is that what's going on? Yeah. Oh, you mean like collectively? collectively if the if if you know wherever we are but that if is is true the truth is a foundation that that eventually you know the truth reveals itself and and that makes me feel that there's a there's a progression to that as you know we move endlessly in the direction towards truth not always you know obviously like straight ahead but but again this is all play of the mind I guess um well you could say that but also like if you look at well if I look at my own experience that you know life was always showing me the way 
It just was a matter of me being open to it. It was always showing me the way. I, I didn't always have the, the question, but it was always like showing me the way. So in a way, life has this in, um, wisdom to it. But if you look at an individual life rather than um, humanity, if someone is going through a difficult time, we could, we could look at it on that level of progress, like going through the difficult time and progressing. But was the difficult time wrong? It was actually life showing something. Of course. Yeah, so it, it's not like a degress or progress. It's just, it's just that whatever's going on is, is sort of, it's a, I, you know, I, I get, I get a, a feeling of peace when I realize that, you know, it's doing this. Not humanity. Mm. You know, it's it's lifing, and it's lifing in all kinds of ways. <laughs> and and you know, it's it's, it's funny because like uh, you know, Francis talks about like it's a you know we when we feel serious, we feel like it's real serious, you know. But when you and and he he gave this metaphor once or. He said, like, the kids are outside and they're playing cops and robbers and it's real serious. You know, they're jumping on each other and they're doing everything. <laughs> and then mom says, lunch is ready. And they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's life is lifing and mm. it's it's our projections that. Um, but of course, I understand what you're saying, you know, like there's this this uh, beauty to um to living wisely in it, and progress would be natural in that sense. Well, certain maybe progress even in <laughs> in what you're sharing to <laughs> accept the whole process of it, to have that 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 awareness. Uh, yeah, nothing is bad yeah. when we you know, but we can't say that if we don't feel that. We have to be honest with ourselves. But when we do take that step back and we look, we, we go, wow, you know, life was really showing me something there. Uh, Mandy, thank you so much. Really, mm -hmm. really enjoyed this time. It's been very special. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to, mm -hmm. to ask you if, if any, anyone would like to connect with you more, find out more about what you're doing, what's the best way to do that? Um, well, I have a website, yogaheart.ca, because I'm in Canada. And so you can always uh, find my contact information on the web. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> Thank you so much again. Thank you, Avi. I really enjoyed this, too. I really enjoy speaking with you. I just feel the, the shared joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. You know, you never know what 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 to expect, and uh, it's a, a real gem in my mm. day. Mm. Me too. Me too. I'm smiling. And your fire in the background there. I think it's it's, it's still got a little yeah. bit bit going. I'm gonna put another log <laughs> on the fire. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. All right. Thanks again, Mandy. Thank you, Avi. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content and think others might as well, please feel free to share and subscribe.